Star Wars. The First Order is attacking. Call in the new Battle Action Millennium Falcon. Hyperdrive into enemy territory and take out those TIE fighters with a pop-up laser cannon. Direct hit! Then prepare your attack run. Take them by surprise and fire the hidden torpedo. Demolish the First Order with the new Battle Action Millennium Falcon. Figures and vehicles each sold separately. Batteries not included. We did it! Hit it, Chewie! Will you get on with it? Okay, okay. Welcome to Galaxy of Toys podcast, a discussion about Star Wars toys from the past, present, and future. You are listening to episode number 49. My name is Jason. Joining me tonight from IGrewUpStarWars.com. I know some of you uh, refer to him as the voice of reason on this show, but uh, we just call him the OT curmudgeon. Hello, Tom. Who's that? Who says the voice of reason? I love that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, everybody. Also joining us tonight from JediBusiness.com, Chris B. Hello, everybody. And from, from ForlomDezuckus.com, Jake. I need some Bantha-sized Advil for my Force Friday hangover. <laughs> Two weeks, huh? Two weeks and you... It's been two weeks. And you have a hangover still? Still for dragging. Your, for your Jawa-sized <laughs> wallet. <laughs> and I also want to welcome uh, a returning guest. We haven't talked to him in, I think, almost two years, but I'm very excited to have him on the show tonight from Geek Out Loud, Steve Glosson. Has it been two years? It's been nearly two years. I think you were on in October of 2013. Wow. Wow. Yeah, time wow. flies. You know, so the I, same figures are still swinging on the pegs now as they were then. <laughs> yeah, de- yeah. Depending where you go, I, I think there probably st- are still some holding out. Um, Steve, you've been super busy. You're like on. You're. Uh, I see. I hear. I hear you co-hosting Rebel Force Radio. I hear you uh, co-hosting uh, the Star Wars Report over the summer. Um, you did a four-hour marathon on Force Friday. Yes. And you, and that's in addition to your normal shows, uh, Geek Out Loud, uh, what, Disney Vault Talk, and Mark Out Loud, and Rock Out Loud, Rock. <laughs> round, I mean, that's a real one. Uh, round three with my friend Derek and and Sheena and I were just kind of comedy podcast three times a week. Yeah, we've got a little network over at geekoutpodcast.com. I call it the Golaverse, and over the past two years, it's grown and kind of become more established and, and just trying to, you know, make my way in this crazy universe. Just a civil man trying to make his way in the universe. All right. Well, like I said, I'm very excited to have you back. And sorry I'm glad to so long. here. You know, I um, I messaged you, like, during celebration, like, we want you back on the show. And then all of a sudden I realized it had been six months since I even messaged you. So I was like, oh, my <laughs> gosh. So thanks thanks for uh, coming on, and especially for such short notice. Well, thanks for having me. I'm I'm looking forward. What are we talking about? We're talking about uh, the new toys that are out, Force Friday okay. and beyond. All right, nothing, I'm, nothing I'm, good. Looking forward. To <laughs> what? That. Oh, wow. We have yes. We there's oh, there's God. one person in the room who doesn't like anything. So we but he's our friend. So we 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 do our best to get along. <laughs> you know the funny thing is they keep calling me back for this stupid <laughs> podcast. So <laughs> go go figure. <laughs> Everybody's got one. Yep. Um, Ryan, our our good friend Ryan, 
who uh, collects them all from Vendum's The Black Series. He is – is he doing teacher conferences tonight or something? Where is he? I think, I think yes. that's what's going Back on. Back to school yeah. night. Back okay. to school night. Okay. So, so I, I guess he does not have his priorities straight. Have a comment or question about the show? Email us at galaxyoftoys at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter at Galaxy of Toys. And find us on Facebook, facebook.com slash galaxyoftoys. Remember, you can listen to older episodes from our Podbean page at galaxyoftoys.podbean.com or search for us on iTunes or Stitcher Smart Radio. Um, anyways, I kind of want to pick up where we left off. Our, you know, our last show, it's been a couple weeks. Um, we've been getting messages saying, when, is your, uh, when are you guys going to talk about the Force Fridays? Uh, the Force Friday toys. Well, it's now. It just took a, took me a couple weeks to uh, kind of um, uh, digest all of this stuff because we've really got a lot of new toys over the last two weeks. I know it's been hard to find a lot of them, but you know, slowly we're getting them. See, that's what's that's what's happening when you're in your forties. You know, you do an all nighter <laughs> for toys. It takes two weeks to just recover. Right. So <laughs> let's uh, let's back up to uh, Force Friday or the Thursday leading into Force Friday. Most of, we had kind of made arrangements to meet at a uh, Toys R Us and earlier at Red Robin. Um, Steve, do they have Red Robins in Georgia? Sure. Okay. Just nowhere near me. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> we um. Well, how did it go, Chris? I'll let you uh, start the story of our Force Friday. How did it go? Um. Well. I think it was a lot of fun overall. Um, I mean, everything leading up to the event was great. You know, Jake brought his um, his checklist that he uh, thoroughly researched over I don't know how many weeks, and um, I handed out my my Jedi business buttons, and um, there were I don't know, but like eighty people, maybe a hundred people in line. Mm-hmm. There's um, a bit more. I think there was a few more than that. They, yeah. They always- we started coming not long before midnight too. So backed up a little bit. Yeah. So we had a good crowd. I mean, the entire Solak group was there, and there were some stars from the stars group. There were people there. Um, Gus Lopez was there. Um, Chris Perillo, who had just done the uh, the final unboxing of the Millennium Falcon, uh, had flown back from San Francisco to be there. So there are a lot of uh, a lot of hardcore collectors in the crowd. So that was kind of cool. Um, yeah, I mean, everything was cool except for the store wasn't prepared, you know? <laughs> and you and, you and Jake were, like, almost first in line, right? Um, I think we're, like, fifth or sixth or something okay. like that. I think, I think I was, like, maybe 20th in line. Um, yeah. But, you know, but what time, show. sorry, what time did we show up? We showed up, we, we popped around there at seven-ish? Um, yeah, something like that. Yeah, there was so there's already uh, four people or so ahead of us. One of them was Paul Herman from the uh, the Force Cast. He uh, lives in uh, he actually lives just right around the block from the Toys R Us we were at, and so him and uh, him and I share a common buddy, uh, and they were there bright and early, just kind of hanging out doing their thing and mm-hmm. lawn chairs. <laughs> and I showed up a little bit after. I showed up at about oh maybe a couple hours after you guys with with my wife. She was. Um, and good enough spirits to want to go to Force Friday because she really wanted a Furbaka. That's what she really wanted. So we got in line. Tom, 
We did not see you in line. I was there before you were there, and then I left. You left before midnight. I had to work early that morning, (laughs) so, yeah, I did go. And I really, you know, no surprise, Jason, not really interested. (laughs) All right. But you made the effort to go, and then you left. Yeah. Okay. Sorry, Steve, you have to hear this. Just, you know, when when I'm starting talking, just, yeah, just. Yeah. Before we get into the toys, we just have to set the stage. Now, Steve, I know you were <laughs> Steve. You were podcasting. You guys, you you were on Rebel Force Radio doing like a four hour long podcast from coast to coast, right? That was coast to coast across the contiguous United States of America. <laughs> and you know, and I I I had a chance to listen to that uh, actually a couple days after Force Friday, so mm-hmm. I kind of knew what was coming as you guys would go from one opening to the other. The stories you guys were reporting out sounded very similar to what we found, which was they opened the door and everybody kind of – did everybody get in when they opened the door or did they shut – did they – No, everybody. Oh. They let the, everybody in? The ones – yeah, the ones where we were talking to, everyone got inside, mm-hmm. but it was a matter of by the time they got to the displays – um, usually everything had been picked through and, and almost completely gone. Yeah. We we got a, a Lego brick and did you other did the, did you guys get a poster? Yeah. Chris, Jake, you guys yeah. I, I missed the oh, poster. Yeah. I missed the poster. See that's that's yeah. what slowed me down because when they opened the doors, you know, I just walked in, I took a step to the right, I picked up a basket, mm-hmm. then they handed me uh, a poster, and then they handed me another poster, mm-hmm. and then they gave me a Lego brick. <laughs> and by the time meanwhile, stuff, meanwhile, the five guys in front of you took it all, took everything, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's pretty much what happened. You I mean, missed the, you missed the then. mad bum rush to I, the uh, to but, the aisles. By yep. the time I got there, I managed to get one figure. It was it was the six inch Black Series Finn, and I also got the uh, the three and three quarter inch Hasbro Snowspeeder. That's all I got. That's all I. That was all that was left. I was actually happy just to find those two items. I said earlier, if I didn't get Ray's speeder, I was going to throw a tantrum in the middle of Toys R Us, <laughs> but I guess I I uh, didn't follow through on that. I was like, eh. I went and talked to one of the employees, and he said they weren't expecting many people. They were surprised. <laughs> really? Yeah. Really? That's what he said. That's what the Toys R Us employee told me. They were surprised. Wow. wow. That's they amazing. Must- well, here's the thing. Here's the thing. I'm sure that someone that's worked at a Toys R Us just recently, you know, because Toys R Us has a high turnover. It's not the highest paying job, as I should know. I worked there for many years while in college. Um, there's lots of turnover. And unless you were there, you know, during the previous four Midnight Madnesses, Toys R Us doesn't typically have events like that where there's massive lines of people rushing in and they're not having enough stock. I mean, for a lot of the modern lines, that's just not that's not in the equation. But again, if you haven't worked since 2008 from the last, you know, Midnight Madness, I'm sure you weren't prepared. And Toys R Us has gone through a bunch of changes since then. So, you know, who knows what management was still around and what memory they have. Or, mm-hmm. but, yeah. But it speaks to the, the the situation with with the lack of toys on the shelves, not only at Toys R Us but at Target and in some instances Walmart. What it speaks to is not a lack of preparation necessarily just on the local management side of things. It's a corporate issue, and I, and honestly, everyone was going after either the Funko Pop vinyl stuff or the Hasbro stuff, and. And to me, it speaks volumes of Hasbro's continued 
underestimation of this line of toys. Hasbro has seemed to be just out of balance and out of whack now for years as far as the amount of product they release, the amount of product that's available, not just for collectors, but for even, you know, even common, just general public people who just want, you know, kids who just want toys to play with. And, and Hasbro's approach to the way they're marketing their toys has been just off to me. Uh, and, 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 and so that's what I came away with is that Hasbro underestimated the demand that there would be for new Star Wars merchandise that they put out. I mean, you're talking about, with the exception of a few of those armored up figures and a Darth Vader and a Bespin Luke, you're talking about completely new characters, completely new figure designs, completely new everything because of The Force Awakens. And Hasbro just assumed, well, you know, that stores don't need that much. And somewhere along, you know, the corporate level, other stores are, well, we don't need that much. It's just Star Wars. You know, right. To- Toys R Us, they had to, I mean, they had to pay their employees overtime, you know, just to staff. I don't even, do you, like, my wife was wondering if they even broke even with the amount of overtime and promotion they had to do for this event. I mean, did it even, was it even worth it for them? They could have... I mean, I wasn't really angry. I was more, like, kind of uh, astounded that there wasn't much to to choose from. But they, Toys R Us and Target and Walmart, if those retailers would have had figures to sell, they could have sold thousands and thousands of action figures that night. I agree. So That's true. Okay, I've... I've done a lot of thinking about this because I saw the outcry online after Force Friday, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, some people uh, just really were upset at the fact that they weren't able to, you know, get in a complete line the first day or whatnot. Okay, so um, I saw the outcry, the outcry and I really started thinking about it because I wasn't necessarily so upset because we all know that this stuff will come back. Um, I I started to think about what Hasbro's uh, what has been the common reputation of Hasbro recently in the collector eye? And then I started thinking if Hasbro was watching that, because people have been complaining about 5 POA for a year or two now. And people have been upset and said, I'm not collecting them if they're not doing the vintage cards. So from Hasbro's perspective, people were kind of on the outs with action figures. And then you have, like we were talking before the call, we've seen a lot of, like, Vintage collectors, like exclusively vintage collectors, um, start to dip their toe back into collecting different lines now since Force Friday. You've been posting, hey, I got this, I got that. And that's something you just hadn't seen before. So I feel like leading up to Force Friday, there wasn't the reputation that action figures three and three quarter, especially five POA, were going to be the hot thing. So that's one of the reasons I think Hasbro made the decision to also release and bring back titanium ships and, you know, continue their 12-inch series and to bring back, um, you know, all these different line, micro-machines and to bring back a Furby and all these things that we hadn't seen in a while because I think they were trying to recapture a new audience when really what they needed was just apparently a new form of media. I think so that's one thing. The the titanium stuff you mentioned, guys, or that you just mentioned, I think that comes down to one thing with Hasbro. I think they look at their biggest 
um, competitor out there right now as far as these type of toys go, and that is Mattel. Mm -hmm. And they see what Hot Wheels has done with their license they have for Star Wars. And I think they said, well, they're doing these ships. We need to do something similar. I really do think that they, you know, there was some inside information like, oh, they're coming out where we need to show them how it's done. And unfortunately, Hot Wheels beat them to the punch, or fortunately, however you want to look at it, Hot Wheels beat them to the punch with some great uh, ship models that they came out with, the Millennium Falcon, uh, X-Wings, Y-Wing, Snowspeeder, all these great little things and, and a great way to display them or play with them, depending on, you know, what age you are. And... And I, and I feel like the Titanium Series is almost a direct response to Hot Wheels getting in the mix. And, you know, and, and, and unfortunately, the price point on the Titanium doesn't jive with my wallet. And I like what Hot Wheels is doing, so I lean toward them. See, and the same, I think that's a really good observation. And I think the same could be said about the whole Jack-specific thing. You know, because now Hasbro is doing the 12-inch figures and they're doing the vehicles with them. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, during Celebration, Jack Specific did announce that they're going to have vehicles in their uh, 20-inch scale. So mm-hmm. I kind of feel like they're trying to rival that as well. I wish Hasbro would just focus on doing what they've done best for the last 30, you know, what, 35 years? Or yeah. how, how long has it been? 78? Because... You know, I think, you know, in one... 36. Yeah, 36 years. I think, you know, there is... If one thing it showed us Force, Force Friday, is, and one thing that actually made me happy about it was, it, it uh, you know, it was kind of re- reaffirmed that there is a desire and a hunger for action figures, especially three and three quarter inch action figures. Mm-hmm. I mean, people went crazy for the, for, the, for the little bit that there was. People really went crazy. Every store got cleaned out. Like, every store. Yeah, it's still clean enough. <laughs> I mean, people were going, you know, and, 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 and like us, we're all kind of, you know, we, we're messaging back and forth and we're hunting and we're going to drug stores and, and, and department stores wherever we can and we're finding them, we're getting them all. I think it's going to leave, hopefully, you know, hopefully it doesn't leave the kids out, though, because if a kid, you know, wants the BB-8 three and three quarter inch action figure, they're completely out of luck. I mean, you know, the only place to get the BB-8 three and three quarter inch is going to be in the two packs that haven't right. even been released yet. Well, they, you know, there's a, there's a lot of stuff that hasn't gone to market yet. We've we've actually uh, we actually uh, scouted out the uh, two packs over the weekend. Oh really? Um, well, yeah. Well, here's the, and this is the, you know this is another you know another something else um, that didn't quite function right with the with the figures is that Target each Target at least in the I think it's nationwide, but at least in the Washington area, got one case of the mm-hmm. two packs. Wow. However, there's no uh, there's no shelf space. There's no uh, there's nothing on their planogram for them. Right. So if you go to Target, you ask for this, you give them the SKU number. They look it up. Oh, it's in the back, and they pull it out. Now everyone on this podcast uh, from from Galaxy of Toys went to a different t- Target on Saturday, except for Tom. Tom was not interested for whatever reason, and Shocking. we all fortunately found nice nice enough employees to go in the back and get the two packs for us. But unfortunately, yep. there was only one case for every target, and a case holds eight two packs. Only three of these two packs are new are new figures. The others are repacks. Mm-hmm. So it's you know. So yeah. So so the two that are new figures are 
was the Darth Vader and Ahsoka Rebel Correct, version? correct. Yeah. Okay. And, and the it, other was the one with the BB-8? Correct, it's like a scavenger three-pack. They, they didn't have the uh, the R2 and 3PO? Yes, or yes they, they had those two as well. Those three sets. Those were the new sets. And then the other the other sets in the case were repacks. Okay. Um, so, you know, listeners, go to Target um, and ask if they can check in the back. Um, well, I'll tell you this, from a collecting standpoint, you know, they've got the other two-pack that's supposed to be out is that Zeb with the chopper. Yes, that was in it as well. Yep. And, and that, to me, is might as well just be a fresh, freshly packed figure because you can't find chopper. No, he, no. And I thought, you know, that last year, you know, we kind of talked about this too, is like for Rebels, you know, again, us collectors scouted it all out and scarfed it up, but kids wanting – Chopper, Inquisitor, um, uh, the uh, Sabine, Hera, really tough to find for parents who are just, you know, casually going to stop by the toy store and look for, for toys for their kids. Not doable. No, no. No. And see, I want kids to be able to get into this stuff and find the figures because if kids lose interest in three and three quarter inch action figures, I don't think, I, I, you know, the line will eventually die out. Yeah, I mean, it's like Steve said before, you know, they they totally underestimated the demand. At first, I kind of thought, well, maybe it's just, you know, scarcity marketing, you know, trying to make it rare, have, you know, keep the interest level high for another three months until the movie actually comes out. But I actually don't think that's that, that was the case because, you know, they, you know, the two packs weren't out. I mean, they were out in the UK, apparently, but they weren't out here. And, uh, you know, the final unboxing, which um, Chris... Perillo did on uh, that uh, global YouTube unboxing event was the uh, the Millennium Falcon, and the Millennium Falcon was not is still not showing up anywhere in the stores. I think in Canada somebody found it, but you know, the Lego Millennium Falcon, no, the, has, the Hasbro. Wow, yeah, see, I've not seen that at all. Yeah, no. I wonder if ha- I wonder if it's a similar thing with the Falcon, where it's in the in the Target uh, in their back room without a place on the planogram. Oh, that's a good thought. We need to find that DCPI number and then mm-hmm. go tromping around the store. You know, the tar- Target is great about this. It's one thing that if you have their ID number, which they call the DCPI number, you go to the front desk and go, can you tell me what you have on stock? And they can not only tell you what they have in stock at their store, but they can push up the stores in their district and print it out on a little receipt for you so that's what i did with the two packs they said well let's take a look they go this store has eight 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 and is the stores all around the district and i'm like well there's eight in a case so clearly it's not on the shelves so um yeah just to kind of talk about the popularity of star wars though i think celebration should be a good indicator on just the overall excitement and interest that's repeaked in Star Wars, because not everyone was a Clone Wars fan, so that kind of dropped some people off, right? And plus, of course, we don't also have people who aren't as into the prequels, so even the 2012 release of the 3D wasn't that big of a deal. Um, and plus, we also have the incident where Phantom Menace stuff was overproduced again and sat on the shelves. So that might be something else that Hasbro's taken into consideration. They really pushed Phantom Menace stuff for the 3D release, and we know that Walmart was left with boatloads of that stuff. But the thing that Celebration should teach us, though, is that that was the largest attended Celebration ever. That means people are coming out for Star Wars now. 
And so that should be an indicator on all things, you know. The card trader, the card trader uh, app for tops on the uh, smartphones. They even announced now, when we announce this Force Awakens card, we expect uh, uh, high traffic. And be careful, the servers, we have to have backups. So even on apps, they're, you know, having to calculate the overall excitement for Star Wars now. So we're just even, in a new era that we have even, to- even Tom occasionally will admit that he's excited for the new movie. <laughs> Absolutely, I am. <laughs> um, do you guys think that there is a second uh, shipment of these of this first wave of figures coming out that's going to fill up the stores and allow people to finally find all the Kylo Ren's and Captain Phasma's they need for their three and three quarter inch collection. I think you're just going to see a lot of repacks. Yeah, I think you'll see 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 further shipments of this first wave uh, as you get closer to the movie's release, which is also closer to Christmas. I think you'll also see a lot of repacks in January when they're like, "Oh my God, <laughs> what, have what have we missed out on?" I really do think that if the movie is good, if the movie is good, that you're going to see a lot of people with with kids. You're going to see a lot of families really want to, you know, you're going to see like we had kids wanting to play the play value of, of continuing on with the movie. You know, I've got a friend who has children and, and his little boy, anything superhero, he snatches up, you know, anything Avengers he loves because he loves those movies. And um, even kids even younger than that with stuff like the Thomas the Tank Engine stuff. Look at look at what walk down the toy aisle where they have Thomas the Tank Engine merchandise. And it's always full, but you go to anyone's house and they still it has a kid that's into that and it's like you can't step anywhere without stepping onto a Thomas the Tank Engine. You know, because the kids are there's so much of it and the kids will continue to take whatever they can get, and parents will continue to buy it. And the price point's really not that great on a lot of those toys. The thing that Hasbro, I feel like, has has done wrong. Uh, you know, you mentioned earlier, Chris, the uh, the the Phantom Menace stuff, or maybe that was Jake. Someone mentioned the Phantom Menace stuff from the 3D release. Yeah, that was a misstep on their part. But they were also working on the information. Well, there's going to be more 3D movies, and they probably, you know, I understand that Hasbro probably had to scrap a lot of plans that they had originally. Uh, for what they were going to do um, <clears throat> as those subsequent 3D releases came out. But it, to me, it's the common sense thing that these are new characters, brand new figures, things we've never seen before with a brand new Star Wars movie. Should have been the same way with Rebels. But instead, they're, they're just so shy. They're, they're not giving out the stuff. And so you end up with like, scalpers online just selling stuff for ridiculous prices and and so collectors that just want to collect them all or just you know collect to collect whatever the case may be they end up like i'm not looking to make a profit in fact i'm going to open this bad boy and put it up on my shelf and but i'm not going to pay you know 30 bucks for a figure or 80 bucks in some instances for a figure that you know was was six seven dollars swinging on a peg and and Hasbro's not seen any of that aftermarket stuff. Hasbro would do itself a favor to, you know, bump up the amount of merchandise that's out there. And I think they probably will in the second wave that hits. I really do think we'll see a bigger uh, selection, you know, availability come with the second wave. 
whenever it hits. And because I think that maybe this time around, hopefully they're hearing it. Hopefully they're understanding that, you know, the demand wasn't met. And so they'll increase a little bit more. And it seems to happen on a lot of things that they do. Um, you know, like I know with the first little, uh, with the six inch black series with the first wave or so, you couldn't find it. And then people kind of caught on that, well, these are pretty cool. Um, you know, the subsequent sets were a lot easier to, to get your hands on. Um, and so maybe that's their model right now. Maybe that's the business model they're going for. But I also want to say Hasbro has shot themselves in the foot time and time again by trying to skew away from the three and three quarter inch line, <laughs> by trying to do things like Angry Birds, by trying to do things like a tactics, by trying to do all this other stuff where that's not what people want. They're trying to get into a game situation. They're trying to get into, you know, mimicking what Toy Biz did with the Marvel Legends line instead of just saying this is what is tried and true for Star Wars. Let's keep at it. Yeah. <laughs> you, know, you bring up a great point about I, I totally forgot that Rebels was a mis, oh, mismanagement. Steve, you do bring that up, and I, I have to agree with you on that one, that the fact that Rebels is out for a good what month or two before we had a single figure on the pegs, mm-hmm. and then when the figures did hit, you know the core that the real popular characters were short packed or put into two packs, and to this day people still can't get a Sabine or a Tropper. So, yeah, there is there is some. Uh, They've been mismanaging this line since the tail end of the 30th anniversary collection. You know, right, right through the, right after the first initial wave. Well, I'll say right after the first initial wave of the Clone Wars stuff when it when it started to hit. They, I mean, think about what an Ahsoka goes for on that Clone Wars bubble. Yeah. You know, because here is the, here is your one brand new character. Well, let's not put her out there. Um, the vintage, I'm the vintage collection was mismanaged, if you ask me. It had so much promise, and I was so excited about it. And then I could not find anything beyond the first wave until the last wave, you know. And so everything had to be done via eBay. Everything had to be done via some, you know, some other means of, of finding stuff. And and uh, but you just couldn't find them physically in a store. And and Hasbro just has mismanaged for several years now uh, the, their their output of product, you know, and it's one of the things that I get more fired up about than I normally get fired up about things because it frustrates me as someone who wants to collect. It frustrates me as someone who wants to, you know, and who is a sucker for collecting. I had never, I never had any intention of getting into the, the six inch figures and someone gave me one for my birthday and I fell in love with it. And I'm like, okay, now I've got to go back and do this again, you know, and uh, and have just about gotten every one of them, but not quite. Um, I had no intentions of getting any of this Force Awakens merchandise, and then I saw it on Amazon. I'm like, all right, here we go. <laughs> I um, I was wondering, do you think you know maybe all these the the it's so clear now with if you go to you know any retail store that sells toys that the uh, that there is a huge demand for action figures. It's so apparent because they because all the stores set up. Uh, a, a large space for action figures. You know, every store did. There's big empty holes in every toy store, every Target, every Walmart right now. Maybe that, you know, maybe just the visual of that will encourage um, Hasbro to say, yes, people still want these and we need, you know, we're a business and we should meet that demand. 
And if the movie is good, which I I I'm counting on the movie being good, I'm counting on it. Oh no. Um, <laughs> Steve, you're not. Steve, are you in the camp of cautiously optimistic? I I wasn't until earlier tonight. In fact, I was I was actually doing some show prep for another show I was doing, and 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 had uh, for Geek Out Loud. And was actually talking about the Force Awakens stuff that I picked up was my plan. And, and I just some in, in the straight thought just hit me, and not in a fanboy's jokey kind of way. But what if this movie's not good? What then is my reaction? How then do I feel about? Because I collect these things not because I love toys, which I do love toys, but I collect these things because I love Star Wars. And so then, what does that then do to me as a fan if this movie's no good? If I don't like it, if I'm disappointed in the direction they've taken, and and I have a hard time believing that I will be based on all that, based on the little bit that we've seen, but we've really only seen five minutes of movie out of context. <laughs> uh, no only, only only one way to go if it's bad: murderous rampage. <laughs> <laughs> well, Tom, I'm interested. I know you're the old curmudgeon here. And I'm interested in, in your problem with the with the new toys, with the new Force Awakens toys. I don't have a problem with them. I just don't collect. These guys are just pulling your chain. I don't have a problem with any of this stuff. It's just that I don't collect. While, right. while I was on mute, I just spent $200 on pocket vents for an aluminum R2-D2 I'm, I'm putting <laughs> together. So I'm, I'm spending money. It's just being spent elsewhere. I got Trust you. me. Tom, Tom, Tom collects vintage... Star Wars figures from the first movie, and that's yeah. pretty much it. Okay. Pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> Aside Dab from the, dabbling in, in yeah. Empire figures, but that's. Yeah, are you? Are, I mean, are you to the point of doing the carded stuff now? Yeah, a lot of my stuff is is well, most of my stuff is carded. Okay. So it's uh it's a fun, ridiculously expensive hobby. So yes. yeah, don't let these guys. <laughs> convince you otherwise it's just i my my money and focus is elsewhere that's all well i just say that because i heard another podcast where someone was complaining about how crappy these figures look and no uh, to be honest with you i think i think every figures that i that i've seen the sparrow bb8 and stuff all that stuff is great it's just uh it's just not my focus okay all right let's uh now that we've uh Got but it. I just want to throw it out there that Jake is still a freaking lunatic. Thank you. <laughs> going to go to bed. Going to go back to mute. Let's so let's talk about the actual figures that we did get. Um, I was you know at, after Force Friday, I got I got two items at Toys R Us. We all hurried to Target. I think I got maybe another figure at Target. Maybe one. And my wife got the Furby for I mean, yeah the Furbaka, so she was happy. Okay, that's one thing that I've got a problem with. <laughs> Thank okay. you, Tom. I'm glad someone said that. <laughs> so, uh, was it everything that she'd hoped? I think so, you know. But the thing is, she she agreed to go to Force Friday with me on the, you know, kind of on the promise that she would get a Furbaka. So, when we got to Toys R Us, and not only did they not have Ray's Speeder, which was number one on my list. Well, they had it. It was just gone. I think Jake grabbed it. Uh, what <laughs> um, was it? Ray's Speeder. Dude, you guys, I grabbed an armful and walked around the corner thinking that you guys would, like, meet up. Yeah. And I was like, we I met up two. With nothing. I had two or three, and then all of a sudden, you guys were nowhere. There's so the problem. Like, Jake ran now, around the corner. now I'm starting to understand why we didn't find anything. Okay. Jake, Jake ran around the wrong corner, I think, <laughs> purposely. Well, Jake had, was selling it out the back door. 
before we can exactly. even look at it. Exactly. Well, no, hey, you guys need me right. around back. I'll get everything that you want. <laughs> Anyways, at, at, at Target, um, I, I found a couple more things I needed. So I was up to like four figures that I wanted. I was, I really would have bought probably twenty or more figures if they would have been there. I, and then uh, my my wife said, "Let's go to Walmart," which I didn't think she would want to do. It's, you know, we both work. We both had to go to work the next day. It wasn't like we could just sleep in. So we headed to Walmart, and they were opening up cases and people were going through them and I found Ray's speeder and I found a couple more of the single single carded figures and then I was walking away and I, I was talking to this other guy he had a bunch of figures too and I, he's like you know I, and he said hey did you did you want a Kylo Ren six inch black series and of course I did but I was like yeah I do but don't you know you, he was going to give it to me I'm like you don't have to give me one I'll find one eventually but that's really nice of you but he's like no you should have one you know this is, should be for everyone and and this really nice guy at Walmart, I don't, you know, if I knew his name, I'd say thank you. But he just handed me the six-inch Kylo Ren, so that was very nice. I was super excited to get that figure. And he then, must have been really, really desperate. I don't know. I, <laughs> hey, I had Ray Speeder. Were you crying, Jason? Well, I found Ray Speeder at, Wal- <laughs> at Walmart. I was able to sobbing. find Ray Speeder. That was number one on my list. So, Jason, yeah. I had one for you, but this is what I found. I I was fifth in line, yeah. and once I realized I was fifth in line and mm-hmm. not – I only came out of Toys R Us with 12 figures. I know that's a lot more than most people did, but for the it amount of figures more. that were out. Mm-hmm. But that wasn't – you know. but I came away with 12, and I gra- so I started grabbing doubles because I didn't see you guys anywhere around. So then I had like this massive overfilling cart – this uh, a basket, and it totally crushed my poster – that I got to pieces, but I was like, oh, well. So I went around the corner to kind of like assess what I had and saw that I had one or two of this one or three of that one. And then I started looking for you guys. And what I didn't realize is you guys went, oh, the Black Series is gone. Oh, all the figures are gone. We're out of here to Target. Well, so here I am walking around <laughs> Toys R Us looking for you guys, not knowing you'd already left. I, so I, then I ended up giving them to Star Geek, and I, he well, was I'm, able to take some home. I'm, I'm glad he got them because I, I did end up getting the race feeder. I think it was actually cheaper at Walmart. But the thing is, and I think Chris actually mentioned to me that you had a race feeder for me, but I couldn't find you, and I, I wanted to get to Wal- uh, Target because I wanted to look for more figures. Yeah. Um, so I had no idea where you went. So because uh, <laughs> you had mentioned to me that, that you wanted to run in, not run in, but, you know, go in, Grab whatever you can, check out, and head over to Target, and then yes. couldn't find you anywhere. And I thought, well, that's must, what I had done. You must have already left. So you hear, so. You hear that, Steve? It's a it's a damn free for all. It's a damn free for all. <laughs> I had my brothers in mind. I was grabbing extras, but they went to good homes. I'm not Steve, worried about it. Steve, were you content just? Po- I mean, I'm not. I'd say just podcasting, but were you content to not be in the thick of it on Force Friday at the actual store? Were you okay ordering on Amazon and just reporting considering, on it? Considering that I ended up with more than what I hear most people ended up with, yes. Um, especially considering the, the following, the actual Friday night, my experience that night was just so positive and such a throwback for me because I haven't I haven't toy hunted in a long time. Um I I lost a job and got frustrated with the whole thing for a while and and just didn't really, you know, I would peruse and see what was, you know, what they had. Um but I just never hunted in earnest for a while. It's been it's been several several years. 
And uh, so I got the stuff on Amazon. But by the time, even by the time I'd gotten some stuff in the cart and, and got over to check out, there was already stuff that was unavailable. There were a few figures that were, boom, unavailable. And I was just like, well, by God. So that Friday night uh, after I got off work, um, not midnight, you know, but like, you know, that day I, I got off work, went and grabbed a bite to eat and just decided I would run to the Walmart here in this town. Now, this is one of the advantages to living in a small town in an area where there's where it's just real small. Um, and someone had sent me a picture of all the boxes un- that were still uh, not unpacked, that were still packed up, sitting in the aisle at the Walmart in my town. And they basically said, I guess they're going to unpack them tonight. So I said, well, that saves me a trip to Walmart here. But 15 minutes down the road is another little town with their Walmart. I'll drive down there and see what they got. And sure enough, I pulled up my Amazon order to see what I was missing, grabbed a couple of figures there, you know, but their their shelves were almost empty. And then I said, I wonder if, because there were just a few within 30 to 40 miles of me, a few Walmarts doing the Midnight Madness thing. And I said, I wonder if they have anything left at this particular Walmart in a town called Vidalia. Now, if you've ever had a Vidalia onion, that's the home of them. That's where they come from, the Vidalia Sweet Onion. And uh, just to, you know, just to kind of tell you where we're at on the map. And and so I drove over, took a 35-minute extra drive over there, and this was just like the old days of what I used to do, and I was just loving it. I was enjoying myself, had a podcast going, just having a good time, and uh, and got to that Walmart, and sure enough, they had everything else that I wanted. Um, and so I got – basically, guys, um, I came away with every three-and-three-quarter-inch figure that wasn't an armored-up figure. Um and that that had been released uh i ended up with all of the six inch figures that were released that night i did end up with ray speeder ended up with the uh the x-wing and the tie fighter um and i am so happy with all of it <laughs> the end <laughs> i cool. yeah I, it took me about a week to get everything um jake helped me help me out on a couple figures the only thing I haven't found yet is the basic, the the the, the carded stormtrooper with the build a weapon piece. I got I you, Jason. I got you. The stormtrooper. Yeah, I got you. Oh, okay. Because I I did find the armored up one. I picked up a second one the other day at my Walmart just because I'm like, well, I guess I need the <laughs> army build these guys. Um, the figures themselves, they're five POA. We kind of went through the list of them on our last show, what they were, but. I am pretty happy with the quality of the figures overall. Um, the tie pilot from the single card, the single card tie pilot, I think his head's a little too small for his body, and the tie pilot that comes with the tie fighter has a much better uh, helmet and is removable. And that figure just looks better, I think. So the I kind of sw- the detail on the tie pilot that comes with the tie fighter is 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 more clear. On, on the on the single carded one, it just looks like um, a blank face almost. Its detail is very hard to pick out because of the shape of the helmet and everything. And I also thought the uh, carded Kylo Ren figure, not Kylo Ren, I'm sorry, the carded Poe Dameron figure in his uh, X-Wing pilot oh. gear, he looks fine, but I think the one that comes with the X-Wing itself is far superior. It's got a removable helmet. Right. And, you know, don't they usually do the opposite, where the figures that come with the vehicles are more on the cheaper side than the carded figures? Right, right. Yeah. Um, what about that's the cards, a weird guys? Deal. Let's, I mean, can we talk about the cards in general? Yeah, sure. Yeah, oh, beautiful. I mean, 
Are you? I do. I didn't like the pictures of them that I saw online, but when I got them in my hand, I really do like the look of them. Now I still say do everything vintage stuff, but this is a this is a really good card. Now, are you guys openers? Yeah. Yes. Yes. I will keep. I will. I will buy a couple to keep sealed just for the mm-hmm. just so I can remember how they look. You know, just for the memory of the packaging. But most. I was opener. really. I was really excited because I noticed there was like tape on the card and everything. Mm-hmm. And I'm mm-hmm. like, oh, they've made it so they fold over and you can just untape them and open them up. But no. No. <laughs> these are these are some of the most difficult cards I've ever had to get into. These are like a step below those old Toy Biz Marvel Legends. Yeah, and you can't. And even when you try to cut the figure, cut the bubble out, the cards aren't flat, and it just kind of doesn't leave a nice. I don't know. I think that could. I'm not sure what they're trying for with these. I like the artwork though. I do. I really do like. I'm. I'm with you guys. I like the look of the card and everything. But uh, it was just a new way of doing these cards, and I was really hoping. That, oh man, is there like a open up battle scene or something they've got in here or just fold or you just <laughs> unfold it and there it is. You don't have to worry about ripping a bubble off the card anymore. Yeah, no, no, I destroyed, I destroyed my cards trying to get to these figures. You know, and it's tragic because it does kind of crinkle the card art, which we think is just absolutely superior. So that is, I mean, I like, I like everything about it except yes, the, the lack of be, the packaging uh, ease of coming undone. <laughs> All the cards are now tri logo. That seems to be a thing that Hasbro's doing. Um, it, they identified. They, they released a statement saying that they identify as an international company yeah. now. So I guess I, I'm okay with that. You know, I think it doesn't look quite as good on the Black Series because it just seems like I don't know. But I'm I'm okay with the tri logo cards. What do you think, uh, Chris? What do you think of these tri the tri logo? They definitely don't look as good as as the one that just had one language on it because it's just busier overall. But um, you know, I don't really collect cards, so I don't really care about it too much. Mm-hmm. What did you think of the? Uh, what do you guys think of the? I'll start with you, Chris. What do you guys think of the build of weapons? Um, well, at first I was like, uh, you know, I don't need this, and I still don't really need this. You know, it's a it's just an extra that you know probably most adult collectors don't care about, but. I've been taking pictures of those for uh, Jedi Business, and while I was taking pictures of them, they really reminded me of the uh, the 1979 Droid Factory playset that had all these builder droid parts in it. And a lot of those weapons and they they almost look like weird droids in some ways, you know. So they kind of reminded me of that, and I like that. So you know, it's not really something that. I think is like the best idea that they've ever had. You know, I would have preferred to have like another builder droid part in there. Um, but it's not as bad as people at first said it is. So I'm okay with it, I guess. Jake, what do you think of the builder, builder weapon pieces? Well, there's, <laughs> it's just been, like I said, I, I'm still on hangover just because I'm continuing to go out to find things because we know that the first wave hit, then the black series, Walmart exclusives hit, then the, two packs hit so i can't say i've fully opened everything so i haven't assembled a lot of these yet um but i did take a look at uh chris's photos on jedi business and i really like some of the unique things that they added into them i think chris you pointed out that a piece is molded after vader's saber like there's there's like a piece there's one piece um that looks just like uh vader's saber oh yeah i noticed that yeah 
And then the piece that comes with Vader himself kind of looks like a, a variant of some type of probot or a probe droid. And so, you know, I really like those. I like those little, like, tinges of, you know, bringing it, ma- making them kind of a continuity piece. And the one with the basic stormtrooper is just an extra large blaster, you know. So it's, a, you know, I assume it's a EU-type blaster, I guess. Very reminiscent of um, the Power of the Force 2 series with, uh, you guys remember the uh, the big weapon that came with the TIE Fighter pilot back in the days? Yep. That's kind uh-huh. of, yeah, that's what it reminded me of. You know, kind of those, back to the era when the, some of those weapons were as big as figures, which goes back to vintage too, right? <laughs> yeah, and it's also like the figure doesn't really stand all that well by itself, so you can use the weapon to kind of like balance them out a little bit, you know. So I'm calling you out, vintage snow trooper. Yes. <laughs> hey Tom, have you had a chance to see any of these? Uh, have you seen any of these figures in person yet? Um, I think I stood in the toy aisle at Target for about mm. 20 seconds before did you, I left. Did you, look, did you look at all of these Build-A-Weapon pieces? No. No. no okay, we'll, no. Have to, we'll have to show them to you at one of our meetings. Yeah, um, well, I'm, I was going to say if you were going to go to Portland this weekend, but uh, I guess you're not. Steve, your thought, of, <laughs> Steve, your opinion. That's, that's that, everybody. <laughs> Steve, your opinion on the Build-A-Weapons? Um, pointless. Um... Pointless pack-ins, but in fact, as I I actually on my Instagram got involved with my Instagram for the first time, really, as I was unboxing everything because I just wanted to, you know, make it worth my while uh, more than just opening the toys, which that is fine. But um, as I would open them, I, I would display the figure next to their little weapon that they came with, and then if I had all three at the time, I would build the weapon up. And the only one that I really dug when it was all put together is that is the one that came with the space missions. Um, if I were a kid, I would have incorporated that into playing with the toys. But I, the rest of them, I, I wasn't so keen on. I, the the one that the, Chris mentioned, the one that comes with the the Darth Vader, the the mini probe droid. I mean, it's like Darth Vader and his pet probe droid is what it looks like. Uh, I'm, I'm confused as to how you could have these pack-ins with a figure and basically the same amount of pack-in on the armored-up figure, but the armored-up figures have a twice the price, you know, uh, price point, uh, double the price point on those. But they're okay for what they are. I guess, you know, the, uh, some, of them, uh, some of them look like rejects from a Transformers movie. Um, the armored-up figures are essentially the same figures – but with a um, helmet armor type thing that fits on top of them. Some of them, <laughs> one of the Kylo Rens, and I think it's, I want to say it's the armored up Kylo Ren, and that's the only reason I got him. It has his hood up. Damn, right? damn. has the hood okay. down. The hood, okay, yeah. the armored up has the hood down. Right. The, armor, the, the, the regular one, the force gear, has the, the, uh, the hood up. The Poe Dameron armored up comes not in his X-Wing suit, but in the resistance stuff. I just actually got him in the mail today um, or yesterday. Um, And, yeah, but the rest of them are pretty much just repacks with the armor. I got the Chewbacca because he was – I didn't buy all the armored ups, or did I? I actually may have. It's been such a blur. This last couple weeks has been kind of a blur. Um, the Chewbacca is, I, I'm not positive, is this The Force Awakens Chewbacca, or is this just Chewbacca from any other movie? 
I think it's just Chewbacca from any other movie. Uh, it's hard to say because the uh, no. artwork, I mean, the artwork doesn't really fit in for any movie, right? Would be anything, but the packaging does say The Force Awakens on it. Yeah. So, so can I pretend that he's from The Force Awakens? Because really, we didn't get uh, any legacy Star Wars characters. Well, we got R two and uh, that's Trigio. true. That's true. But they, but they yeah. were kind of hidden at Target, and only a couple of us found those. Right. Now I've been playing with the uh, the armor up figures over the last few days, and I actually really like them. Um, they kind of remind me of um, some of the Playmobil stuff that I had when I was a kid, <laughs> where you just you know pop some some weird armor over the head. Couldn't couldn't that same piece of armor fit in the same package that the uh, build a weapon? fits Oh, in? absolutely. Yeah, this, they, this is what I'm saying. It's it's basically the same amount of yeah. plastic. But you're paying double the price point. Right. Yeah, that's ridiculous, really. Yeah. There's no indication that we've seen that there's going to be a second wave of armor-ups, correct? Uh, Not yet. No. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm hoping this is a one-and-done thing. Well, I tell you, the Poe Dameron armored up, when you put his little armor over his head, mm-hmm. he looks like a classic mask figure. Yes, and that's that's my appeal. <laughs> Mask and centurions, man. Yes, I said centurions. That was actually my my, my go to on my Instagram. My go to uh, reference was that he looks like they're bringing centurions back. But yeah, uh, but someone else said mask, and I'm like, yeah, it may be a better grab that more people will know. <laughs> yeah. Um. Okay. Aside from the three and three quarter inch figures, there were some vehicles. I only tried. I try to only buy the vehicles that I that are in the movies, and there's a couple of things that came out, like the speeder bike and uh, what else? Oh, the ATRT. Yeah, and the thing that uh, that Finn is driving, that Ostriker speeder thing. <laughs> I didn't buy those, um, but did you guys? Did you guys buy those vehicles? Yep. Chris, did you like them? <laughs> Are you? you I them? have not opened them yet. Okay. I uh, every. <laughs> I bought everything that had a figure in it, um, so you know. But I, you know, I'm, I'm going through it one by one, and I, I haven't had the chance to get to the vehicles yet. So okay, um, I, I, I think um, Ray's speeder is amazing. It is for me. It's the new Land Speeder. Really? I mean, I'm, oh yeah. I mean, <laughs> the col- look at the coloring of it. Look at the you know the Land Speeder. You push the button and the hood pops up. Same, yeah. Same thing with this. This, yeah. this I have an, uh, an emotional attachment to the Ray Speeder. I think it's because it reminds me so much of Luke's Land Speeder. Yeah. You're not feeling it, Steve. I like the understand. I like the look of it. I like everything you're saying. I think mm-hmm. it's a great. You know, it took me a minute. You know, one, the first time I saw it, I'm like, "What is she riding a giant fudge sickle, or what's going on here?" <laughs> That's my thought as well. <laughs> but uh, but I, I picked up the I picked up the vehicle, and here's the thing. As a display piece, it's great. I love the Ray figure sitting on the the speeder. It looks great. Um, it's got a it's got an action feature that will probably it has nothing to do with the movie. Obviously, where you push the button and the hood pops up and there's a gun there. But they couldn't just stick some wheels on there. I mean, if I'm a kid, <laughs> it would be like I you know, the, thought of that. <laughs> the vintage Land Speeder has wheels that you could actually roll it across the floor or whatever, and it, and it right. kind of gave that hover effect. They couldn't do something like that with this, and and so it's a great to sit on the shelf and look pretty. But you know, I now that I play with my toys, guys, what I do, um, 
<laughs> but but if I were a kid, it wouldn't be my go-to favorite thing that, that, that I can play for. That is a good point. They should have given it a rolling feature. That would have been fun. Mm-hmm. They didn't even put wheels on the troop transport that came out last year. Right. Don't even get me started on that piece of junk. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Here, here. Oh, really? You guys uh, really admitting that now, finally? I'm not. Got around, no. got around to admitting <laughs> that? I still like it. I will go. I I just opened it like two weeks ago, and yes, it's it's a bit underwhelming. I like the look of it, but play value-wise, it, it's a bit lacking from 70. Tom 1, you jerks, 0. <laughs> I'm sorry. You take the original troop transport, whether it makes noises or not, whichever version you have. Right. You have a superior model to what they put out for the Rebels. Thing. What makes it great, Steve? Let's hear it. Well, number one, you've got the you've got the cockpit that swings open, the doors swing open. It's not one piece; it just op- folds open like like the the new one does. Sound it, familiar, guys? Go ahead, Steve. Go ahead. Got, you know, it's got the wheels that roll on it. It's got that. Yep. It's got that great thing in the back that lowers down that you could actually you know have troops loaded in or put prisoners in. And I just and the little and the collar things they came with for the figures are just great. That you stick them in there. Now they're prisoners and. You know, the the gun that turns around on top, you could pop off the little thing on the back of the top and store weapons in there. Shoot. It's a great point. <laughs> wow, deja vu. Interesting, uh, good summary, Steve. Thank you, Tom. <laughs> All right. No one, listen, no one listened to me a couple episodes back. But, uh, you know, that's fine. You guys can come around. All of you guys will come around and tell me I was right. That's fine. Um, Take your time. Take your time. Moving on, the uh, TIE Fighter. Just saying that everything isn't gold is what I'm trying to say. All right, everybody. all right. The TIE Fighter, I picked that up the, the very next day. I found that at a Target along with the X-Wing, and I'm really happy with the TIE Fighter. I really like I'm, it. Jason, I'm confused about the rubbery parts that everybody's talking about. The The panels are a little bit rubberier than normal than the normal TIE Fighters, but they don't, uh, they're not distracting to me. Mine looks straight. They don't look, you know, they don't look bent to me, so... But yeah, they are they are a little rubbery. They're using a softer plastic type, yeah, more of a rubbery plastic type on this and the X-wing uh, on the Tie Fighter and X-wing. I'm going to tell you right now, favorite thing I picked up from Force Friday era of 2015 is the Tie Fighter. Uh, that dude, does look cool. It well, and not only the look of it, they're they're you know their modifications let you know we've come a long way. Number, let's real quick. Sorry to take over you guys' podcast. Number one, you you pop the hatch, and and there are grooves set in the hatch for the purpose of sticking your Tie Fighter pilots' pistols into to hold on while they're flying. Um, so that you don't have to. Well, where am I going to stick this gun while I've got them in there? You know, flying them around in in the galaxy or whatever, fighting the fighting the X wings. Number two, the first thing I noticed when I opened this thing up and was starting to put it together is that gun on the bottom. I'm like, it's pointed the wrong way. That's weird. Until you realize it's a two-seater. And you've got a pilot facing forward and a and a pilot facing out that really cool, slim uh, back glass that's going to be responsible for firing that, that rear-facing gun. Huh. And it's, it's just, I hope it's that. I hope that's something that takes place in the movie. Um, you know, I hope it's not just a toy feature because I'll feel gypped if that's the case. Uh, but the wings pop off. The difference in this and the vintage is the buttons are on the bottom. Um, and But it still, you know, has that pop-off wings feature. I love the TIE Fighter. Love it. 
Sorry. No, 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 no. Um, Chris, Jake, does either of you open the TIE Fighter? Not yet. Not yet. But, you know, I do love hearing what Steve was saying, that the fact that it has that it has uh, features that aren't necessarily listed on the box, because that is what I was really loving. I've only opened uh, the speeder bike, which I don't even know if that's going to be screen used or not. But I did open uh, Ray's speeder. And, like, you know, they don't tell you on the box that the Ray, the, the, sorry, the net comes off. And we've seen stills of, like, BB-8 being caught by a net. So there's that net, potentially. And then the fact that her, um, she comes to that big staff, that clips onto the side of Ray's speeder, too. Um, love those hidden features. Love it. The Easter I didn't realize eggs, the, the net came off. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, it pulls right off. Easy. And, and when you put that staff on, on, clip it on the side, it's another reminder that this is the land speeder. Yeah. To me. And you turn the turn turn race speeder sideways and it's it's the land I mean, it is the land speeder. It should have had wheels though, Steve. I agree with you. The, the more the more as revealed from this show, uh the this movie, I, I just it's just dripping with a new hope. And it's you know, I've heard some people say, Well, that's just crap because he's unoriginal. As a, as opposed to the the age old, you know, premise that Star Wars is, you know, like circular, like George liked it, you know, you'd have one scene in one film and it kind of repeat throughout, uh, that theme repeat throughout another film or another trilogy. And that this film is really a new hope because, uh, if you take a look at, you know, you got her speeder, you got, uh, Poe Dameron in a Luke ceremonial jacket, essentially, right? You have, uh, Finn showing up in stormtrooper armor, just like Han and Luke did. You have Ray running around in a desert, um, just like Luke did in both the kind of the desert garb. You have um, no, don't Poe spoil Dameron. the whole movie for Tom. Yeah, <laughs> you got shut Dameron up, Jake. Shut up, Jake. Clean gear. Come on now. Uh, it's it's all all these main characters. Yeah. I I alluded to visually all these main characters. Not everything. Alluded, yeah, you've. You've got a point. Visually, they're definitely trying to lure people who have strayed back. (laughs) Right, no doubt about it. And I think that's uh, that's a great move. Let's 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 move to the X-wing now because there was a lot of hate for this right off the bat. Uh, The first the first photos of it were not flattering. Um, and and uh, I got one and I opened it and I didn't hate it as much as I thought I would, and I actually like it. Steve, did you get the X-Wing? Of course. What are your thoughts on it? I have a disease. I couldn't (laughs) help get the X-Wing. You know, I didn't have the the negative reaction upon seeing it online that a lot of people did. Um, The TIE Fighter edges it out as my favorite vehicle that I picked up um, on Force Friday, but I like it because... and Tom, you'll appreciate this. You push the droid down to open the wings. Oh, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> nice, nice little callback. Yes. Um, I, I, I like the look of it. I really do like the way it looks, and I like the Poe figure that came with it. I like the, I like the way the the wings lock open with by pushing the droid in the back down, and, and it has the you know the lever that you pull to to close them back up. Um, the the flimsier plastic has caused, you know, uh, even in the box when I open the box, the the cannons that you snap onto the side 
some of them were bent and, you know, it had never been opened before. And I'm like, well, that's great. Um, but it is, you know, it's an X-Wing. And, and it definitely gives the, – the wings are, of course, different than the original X-Wing. You know, the way they – the way they're more of a split wing that opens up um, and, uh, you know, down the middle rather than just two wings smushed together. Yeah, it's a weird configuration. It's kind of a cool design for sure. It is, it is a really cool design. The nose is a little more uh, streamlined and not quite as blunt as that original X-Wing. But I dig it. I, I really do like it. I'm not – I don't know – what is the negative reaction to it? I think – well, first off, the size of it, it's a lot smaller than the uh, the X-Wing we got just a couple of years ago. Right. I think that was first. The fact that there's the the nose is kind of rubbery. The nose is um, pure rubber. Yeah, it is pure rubber. And that but, the can the cannons are a little, you know, wonky. But I actually heated mine up and, and bent them straight and put them in cold water and they seem to be fine now. I got to do that. The size is a is a misnomer. People are confused. They don't mm-hmm. realize that this is a smaller snub fighter craft. This is not the T65. This is a T70. Mm-hmm. And and this is a smaller craft. The fuselage is shorter. You'll notice it only has two engines instead of the four on the side. This is meant to be a smaller craft. So I don't accept the, those who are complaining about the, the size. The early photos of it that that a lot of people were upset about as well showed um, Poe like kind of sitting in it with his arms up outside of the canopy, and it made it look it made it look like the the cockpit was too small for him, but it's not. I mean, he can easily fit in that cockpit. I think you might even be able to fit another figure on top of him if you really wanted to. Well, you know who did this in Injustice was the unboxing, unfortunately. They mm. couldn't... On they the StarWars.com? Yeah, they weren't, they weren't actually. I think it was the uh, host who had opened the X-Wing in between official, like, YouTube U-boxers, uh, unboxers. I call them U-boxers. That's funny. Um, and they couldn't get the figure in. But it's just that they might not be, you know, actually. I had, our, I had a hard time getting the figure in. You did? I, yeah, I did. Um, he, uh, you know, I, you have to almost, he had, he's practically almost laying down to get him in there and get the uh, canopy to close. Um, but, it, you know, but once he's in there right, he looks great. It looks fine. And he does fit okay. I just had a hard time initially, um, you know, because I'm so used to the old vintage style. It's a little bit bigger than the vintage X-Wing, and it's a little bit smaller than, as you said, the ones that were released more recently. But it looks great next to your three-and-three-quarter-inch figures. I'm telling you guys, it looks great on my shelf, and I love it. Yeah. I I'm, After I opened mine, I probably opened and closed the wings by pressing BB-8 in like 25 times. Like it was just fun. It's just fun to do. Jason, that. this is the uh, this is the black and orange combo, right? Yes, yes. For when now. is the, when is the new one coming out? Soon, right? The blue one. The blue one. Well, they haven't announced that. Officially. I think some photos oh. of it have leaked on Toys R Us that they're going to have an exclusive blue version. I think I would like that fo- uh, color scheme better, but well, I'm with you on that one too. Like I like the blue better. Well, you're going to get them both, Chris. I think the black is meant to be special. I, I do think – I think that some – haven't some toys referred to it as stealth? I think there's going to be something to the color design of that one. You know what's funny is – reminds me of, like, the whole McQuarrie design, you know? Mm-hmm. The, uh, the Star Wars comic series from about three years ago, is the was it Brian Wood that was writing that? 
Boo. No, well, not, not, but anyways, he had black X-Wings in his comic book, and I remember reading that saying, this is ridiculous, the Rebels would never have black X-Wings. Well, <laughs> I guess I was wrong. Maybe he knew something. Who knows? Um, and then I was disappointed that the, that the Millennium Falcon was not available. Uh, you know, a lot of people have made a lot of fun of that because it has a big Nerf dart on top. But I still want it. I think it still looks like fun. And when is it going to come out? Where is it? Is it at Target? Is there a secret code I can use? to? Well, get somebody it? found it in Canada, I think. Yes. So, And you hear Chris Perillo, because um, we had a chance to talk to him fresh off of opening it. At, mm-hmm. um, On StarWars.com. Yeah. So yeah. fresh off, he was in Lucasfilm in the morning. And then he met us at Red Robin in the evening and then went over to Toys R Us with us. And uh, to hear him talk about it, he he is a longtime Star Wars fan. I mean, he will admit it. He does admit it on his uh, YouTube page and his interviews. And he said it recaptured a lot of old joy for him, like uh, all the accessories and all the different things it can do. Um, no, it's not the, you know, the BMF that we had years ago, but he said it was a really fun toy. So he really made me uh, much more excited for it than I probably was initially. And when it does come out, it may be the uh, only feasible way to find a BB-8 three and three quarter inch action figure because it's packed in with it. <laughs> Steve, do you think you're going to go for this uh, new Millennium Falcon? I have a disease, so yeah, yeah. I, look, I can't, I can't deny it. I, I can't seem to find a picture of it on, on online. I, this is one of those things that I didn't realize they were doing. Just like I didn't realize Walmart was having the exclusive three and three quarter inch Black Series figures. They don't have the super articulated Kylo Ren and Ray and that sort of thing. Uh, yeah, I, I, yeah, I'm, I'm sure I'll, I'll pick it up if I can. Um, you know, like you say, if for no other reason than that BB-8 figure. Yeah. That goes with it. <laughs> and then uh, also we started to find we found the first wave of Black Series from The Force Awakens. Star Wars Blade. Sorry. (laughs) Um, The six-inch figures were out. They were hard to find. I managed to get them all somehow. Um, Thanks thanks to that really nice guy at Walmart who handed me one. Uh, I don't know what else to say then. I'm really happy with them. I think the Kylo Ren is excellent. I think the Rey is excellent. BB-8 is is awesome. He balances, even though he's 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 still a, a, a completely round. His body balances. Um, the fin is great. I, I I have nothing bad to say about the six inch figures. Chris, um, what do you think of them? I can't tell you yet. I haven't really had a chance to play with them, <laughs> but I can tell you that I did play with the Disney versions with the elite figures, which are about seven seven and a half inches tall. These are the diecast figures. Diecast ones, yeah. What and. I wasn't planning on picking those up, but, um, you know, we didn't really find anything on uh, Force Friday, and I went to the Disney store opening at uh, 6 o'clock in the morning, and I knew that they were going to have those figures, but I really wasn't planning on picking those up. But when I saw them, um, I saw Captain Phasma there, and the uh, the armor was just really shiny and everything, so I was like, oh, man, this looks better than, than the Hasbro stuff. And um, so I picked up... Um, Phasma, and I picked up Ray and BB-8 and Kylo Ren. So those were the three figures I picked up initially. And after I opened them, I was just blown away. 
Because, you know, they're $5 more than the Black Series 6-inch figures. Um, but, you know, they they do come with a display stand, which is, I mean, that's huge. I mean, people have been asking Hasbro for, for stands for the 6-inch figures for a long time now. And so, anyways, but, you know, they come with a, with a little base, and they're really painted nicely. They're, they're really molded nicely as well. Um, you know, I have not really any complaints. I mean, there's two things, you know, they're, because they're die cast, they have a lot of screws in them. Um, so when you turn the figures around, you, you see all those screws, except for when you have like, uh, Phasma and you have Kylo Ren, they all have capes or even Ray has, um, has a backpack on. So you don't really see those screws. And it's not like you look at the figure from the back all the time anyways, right? Um, but yeah, those figures are really, really nicely done. And, um, you know, I might actually be uh, collecting all of those. Yeah, it looks like they they have a whole bunch of them coming out soon. So the Force Awakens ones were available on Force Friday. Is that correct? Right. I mean, there were. I have no idea that there's going to be any demand for this stuff because they're they're not there now. No, they're. I mean, all three stores here that we have in our area, they're completely sold out. Um. um but um, to get back to the six inch question that you yeah, asked, the, the Hasbro stuff. Um. <laughs> I was able to pick those up, and I haven't really checked them out yet, but I did get um, the second wave of those on uh, yes. Amazon, and it, it came today, actually, so I'm excited to, to open those. Um, Jake, did you pick up any of the six-inch figures? Um, <laughs> after Force Friday, uh, it was, man, I just seemed to have, I spent the whole weekend hunting down Hasbro stuff. And then school had already started, so I was back to school full time, and I coach track, and so I'm at school till 5:30 at night. Um, and so I didn't get there until this last weekend, and they were gone. So, nope. Uh, I was I went there prepared to buy maybe one or two. I'm not going to go all in because uh, I'm broke and I need to figure out how to buy more Hasbro stuff. So uh, eventually, I might pick out some, but not all. Not all, but I, I think they look great. And you're talking about the Disney stuff, correct? Yeah. Oh, did you say black? Yeah. Series? Let's get black to the let's get my back bad, to the to bad. the to the Hasbro black series. Let's get black. The six Disney inch series. the six inch Hasbro figures. Sorry. Um. So I already had the Force Awakens trooper. Um. So I didn't have to go after that. I did pick up the Ray because I really wanted a uh, BD-8, and I found that uh, Force Friday day. So after um, <laughs> so I stayed up. Uh, hunting toys until about 2.30, Force Friday night, then came home and was so excited. I think, Chris, you and I were texting at like 3.34 in the morning still because I was at my kitchen table going through stuff, looking the the onslaught of press releases that happened during Force Friday was a little disarming. I mean, massively, because just everybody, everybody instantly announced their exclusives and just all the stuff we had no idea was coming was dropped on us as we were out trying to search for toys. So I stayed up till um, 5 that morning. I sat in my recliner in the front room because I was, like, exhausted. I dozed for 45 minutes before I got up and got dressed and took the kids to school. And so, uh, yeah, I was uh, – but later on, after school, I took the family to Target, and uh, we bought about $200 more worth of stuff to use all those fancy uh, coupons Target had. 
and uh, I was able to get a Ray at that point because I wanted a BB-8. So I've only picked up Ray um, so far. So no, I haven't I haven't gone deep into those yet. Steve, Steve, you said you're quite the fan of the Black Series figures. So what's your opinion on these for the Force Awakens? Uh, I dig them all. Um, I, I don't even I don't know why I grabbed a Chewbacca, but I ended up with a Chewie. I already have a Black Series Chewie, um, but I got all the rest of the ones that were released in that first wave, Ray, Finn, the Trooper. And I had the Trooper from Comic-Con, but I didn't want to open him because he felt special. So I got a Trooper that I could open, uh, Kylo Ren, of course. I really like what they've done with the soft goods on Kylo Ren. It's uh, it's less of the normal cloth they use, and it feels almost like they're using some type of jersey material. It's got a little stretch to it. Um, and it falls nicely around him. It, it's it's flowing and falls nicely. Uh, I love the BB-8 that came with Ray. He's like a little weeble, and you can move his head and make him lean in certain directions, you know, based on how his head is tilted. So you can give him the appearance of motion, the way that he starts kind of moving forward when that head rolls forward. Um, yeah, they're just. I mean, it just it's the continued uh, to me just quality six inch action figures. Um, that they've been doing with this Black Series. I've been, there's only been one or two of the Black Series figures that I've been kind of disappointed with. And, uh, but these just lend themselves really well. The, the joints in Ray's elbows are so well hidden because of the wrappings that go up around her arms. Um, you know, it's, you don't realize they're there. You know, it's not like that, uh, Slave Leia figure they put out that, you know, looks like she's wearing knee pads and elbow pads. You know, because of the, the way the joints are, they did such a good job with all these figures of building in uh, the different joints and points of articulation into the mold and the look of the figure. So I I really like them. Yeah, I found um, the first wave, like I said, and I recently found part of the third, second wave. Chris, did you you said you got the second wave just today? Does that have a Captain Phasma in it? Yeah. Oh, I'm 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 jealous. And it looks good from what I could tell. It looks, yeah. looks shiny and mm-hmm. so. Yeah, these are these are great figures. Um, oh, this Millennium Falcon toy. Uh, what is this thing? <laughs> A Nerf dart. <laughs> is that what you're looking at? This I'm looking. <laughs> I'm looking at the link. The three and three quarter battle action Millennium yes. Falcon. Yes. Yes. <laughs> <What? laughs> it's a Nerf dart. It shoots a Nerf dart. Come on, Hasbro. <laughs> oh, it's a synergy between their two brands. Now, now on, it Hasbro. does fold in. It does fold in. So if you, it, it's not like you can only display well, I'm it looking, like that. I'm looking at the picture that was put up in the chat. I saw the Nerf dart when I thought, well, surely that's not what they're talking about. And then the picture in the chat it has the three figures. And oh my gosh! You know, there's a uh, there's a video out um, about Mark Boudreau who designs. Every Millennium Falcon so far, even the Canon ones and the modern ones, and he designed that one as well. And he was talking about the features that they put into this vehicle, and he mentioned that they had to go with a lot of stuff um, that because they had no idea what's going to be in the movie and what the Falcon was going to go through in The Force Awakens, so they had to come up with a lot of stuff. It looks like their figures wouldn't even fit in the cockpit. The right. things squat. It almost looks like someone, they mashed up a Galactic Heroes uh Falcon with some other version of the thing. It looks like a monstrosity. Yeah. <laughs> I'm getting it. I will end up with it, too. <laughs> There's actually a commercial for it on YouTube right now, I think. 
didn't have uh, it's on their yeah they're, it's yeah. on their website and and, and and it's a fun commercial makes it look fun makes it look like something I want. I haven't seen it on TV yet, but I have seen the uh, Star Wars Mashers one. Mm. Yeah, I have seen that on. Uh, I think uh, it played during the last Lego Droids cartoon. Did anybody pick up any of the Mashers? No, not, not yet, but I want to. What? Don't, don't. Oh, don't. come on, hey. No, Steve, I'm a toy collector. I'm a toy yeah, collector. I collect toys. But don't be one of those people that encourage Hasbro to continue to do crap. Steve, I also have a five-year-old boy who loves the Iceman that we have already. This is uh, we we play with the we we don't play with the action figures. He has his own. You know, I buy dollar sure. store stuff for him, but um, not dollar store stuff. Well, I play. Do all, do all the superhero masters you want to. <laughs> but I'm not allowed Star Wars. Yeah, don't let bring this crap into Star Wars. Tell him, Tom. He always uses this kid for uh, you know the the kid defense. <laughs> Saw a bunch of BS. Jason, Jason, come on, Jake. There soon, trust me. Yeah, scapegoat. These these Chris, these got new- my back, right? Well, I think those are definitely better than. I mean, at least you can tell that this is for kids, and it's not like the. Uh, the Star Wars Command stuff, which was just completely, like, I don't know what that was. And then the uh, all the other stuff that Steve had mentioned earlier on that they put out over the years just to have something on the shelves, basically. At least with those, I can tell, okay, that's for a child, you know? So uh, I think we, lose, we, we typically lose track because maybe in our minds we're still kind of younger than maybe our bodies want to believe, but we're, most of the part, we're 40-year-old dudes who are playing with kids' toys. Kids' toys. So they should be for kids, and therefore that's why I like things like mashers. I, I mean, I get that. I get that, but I don't think kids' toys have to be abominations. Oh, they're they're stylistic. They're not that bad. They're stylistic. Well, I think that's my, that's my gripe with Hasbro right now, is that there's not enough balance you know, because it was an evolution, you know. I mean, when they started up in 95 with the modern toy line, sure, it was all for toys, but they know very well that there's a collector base. You know, they have their limited editions, and they have specific collector-focused figures. I mean, they did the early bird kit, you know. I mean, who would who would want to buy a modern early bird kit, really, unless you, you know what that really was back in the 70s, you know. Tom bought one. Even Tom bought one. Yeah. I did back in, when was that, 2005? Yeah. And, you know, now it's all about the six-inch for Hasbro. You know, that's really what they want. They, they want. they want the people who have a little bit more money and the older fans to buy the six-inch stuff. And they're trying to make a clear cut. And, I, you know, they, I mean, everybody, look at this, what they're doing. I mean, they're talking about the Black Series. Everybody's talking about the Black Series. But what everybody's really talking about is the six-inch Black Series. But there's a three and three quarter inch black series out there as well, you know. But you hear people talking about the black series. Everybody's talking about the six inch, six inch stuff, you know. So I mean, they're definitely trying to phase that out if they can, I guess. Yeah, but that's where I feel like the mistake is being made. Right. You know, the the bread and butter of Star Wars collecting, and and I'm joking a little bit about the Masters thing. I just I I just feel like it, you know you said it. They're trying to phase this stuff out, and I'm like. But now that you've got fresh content and fresh characters where you can do fresh figures and just pack in a, a legacy character every now and again with, with a wave, you know, that you don't have to go to the well of, oh, well, we're going to get Wilro Hood. Uh, finally, everyone gets a Wilro Hood figure, you know. Um, 
you get to you get to do new creatures and new characters that will sell across the board of all ages. I don't understand the mentality of well now let's leave behind this thing that has been a staple of Star Wars collecting since 1978. Yeah, I totally agree with you. You know, I I personally I really like I I wish they would just you know, get rid of the whole mentality about five POA or super articulated figures. You know, just give us one Star Wars action figure line and just add the articulation where it makes sense. Because not every every figure needs ankles, right? Or even knee joints, you know? But, you know, you have your troopers where that totally makes sense to have those joints, you know? Chris, I said, I said the exact same thing on on the most recent episode of Geek Out Loud. I said that Hasbro's made a mistake in trying to split all these different lines and have your mission series, your saga legends, and blah, blah, blah. Just have Star Wars figures right. and leave it at that because people will collect those. I feel like they hit their, I feel like they hit the sweet spot of the way they were doing molds and stuff as far as the articulation goes with the Power of the Jedi line. I really feel oh, like they, they hit the That's sweet my favorite. Yeah. I mean, they just, the, the, the right people articulated the right way. Um, you know, they didn't have, try to add a bunch of action features here and there. The molds look good. The paint apps were good. And, um, you know, one, one of my favorite figures out of that line was the FX7 droid. Um, you know, it was just this really cool looking figure that was done up in, in a simple but really good screen accurate way. And I feel like they, you know, that they got away from that at, with the Attack of the Clones line and beyond. And they've never quite found their way back to the solid, uh, figure-making they were doing with Power of the Jedi line. Mm-hmm. Steve, would you be interested, we've posed this question before on the show, would you be interested if they went the route of the G.I. Joe Collector Club and at, and offered, like, 13 figures a year, but they were super articulated, but they cost, you know, an exorbitant amount of money? How much is an exorbitant amount of money? The G.I. Jason, what's the the G.I. Club Joes are, like, $24 a figure. Good Lord. Yeah, no, I would not at that, at that price point. No, I would not be. But I understand why they have to do that because they got to make their money back. And, and if they're not doing it in bulk, then you know if they're doing it for a limited amount, then then you're not going to. I know that Mattel does the same thing with Masters of the Universe. Oh they yeah, have, the classic they, line. Yeah, you know, they have a collectors club that they're, that they're doing stuff with, and um, I, you know maybe I guess depending on you know how often am I am I paying that money out? What is it once a month? The, it's a yearly. You buy a subscription, so you'd pay it once. It's kind of like a, a loot crate or something, you know, the, one of the, these geek boxes. The G.I. Joe subscription, you you buy 12 figures, and I think they're $24 each, and then they throw in a, f- a free bonus 13th figure that's a mystery figure after they've all shipped. Okay. I, I hope I mean, it doesn't go that way. <laughs> no, I, I mean, I may be tempted to do something like that, but I also feel like that, you know, G.I. Joe obviously hasn't been the sustainable property that no. that Star Wars has been. Star Wars you know? is, yeah, Star Wars should be the biggest, I mean, it should be the biggest property on the toy aisle, you know, and I, th- I hope that they're, they're, that they know that. They're, there's, they've got to know that. I, I think there's a little bit of competition with the superhero stuff right now, with the Avengers stuff especially. And Marvel's, and, and Hasbro's doing a great job with their Marvel uh, line uh, of figures, you know, they do the six inch. They did do some great three and three quarter inch figures, as well, Marvel stuff. And so, I feel like I know that kids are more aware right now of the superhero stuff, 
And I hope that what Episode 7 does is bring back the awareness of Star Wars. And I think that as we, if we see that happen, we'll begin to see those pegs fill up more and more and more, uh, especially with, you know, nonstop Star Wars coming at us now the way we're getting superhero movies. Okay. I, just the thought dawned on me. Chris, you have just about everything. I have almost just about everything and could have bought everything. Um, Jason, you've bought most of everything you want, yes? Yeah, I'm not a completist. Okay. And, and Steve, you have what you want, or are you missing some stuff you wish you could find? I've got, I've got, I mean, I can't complain. I've got just about everything I want. Uh, you know, there's a couple of Hasbro, not the Hasbro, like the, I can't find, I found a Hot Wheels Kylo Ren character card, but I can't find the BB-8 one. Um, Uh, it's not out yet. Okay, well there you yep. go. So, <laughs> I follow those pretty closely. That yeah, one hasn't. That love, one hasn't shipped yet. Dude, I love the Hot Wheels stuff. They yeah, got. I do too. Zeb shipped with uh, Kylo Ren. Oh, that's the another one. Zeb car. Yeah, Zeb oh. shipped. And then, uh, and then a lot of people are missing the Wicket and Kanan, which are I've on got, the blue card still. Yeah, I've got both of those. Okay, so you got those because I'm a little worried about those because I don't think those are going to ship much because they've now transitioned to that darker Force Awakens card. Mm-hmm. All right, so BB-8 hasn't been seen yet. That's not out, so you're you're good to go. Yeah, I'm good. I mean, I got pretty much everything at this point. You know, I'm worried about the subsequent waves because that's usually how it works for me when Hasbro does a big push like this. It's it's always in the second and third waves that I end up getting left behind. Sure. Now the reason I ask is because we're all you know collectors on this cast and tom has of course what he wants which is nothing um but the <laughs> point is <laughs> i don't know if we can complain i mean I, I guess we are concerned about people finding figures but not us yeah so i you know that, it's like everyone i know who wants these figures got them well we are you know like you said we're all in our well i think we're all, all are near our 40s if not there yet um we have we we have the the energy and spirit and motivation to just go crazy go online talk to our friends hunt these figures down like it's the most important thing on earth like we're we're there but but how are kids gonna get involved in this if they can't find bb-8 or if they can't find chopper mashers no, yeah. they buy micro machines. Kids I, will buy shampoo bottles. I do get a lot of messages through Jedi Business of people asking me where this stuff is. So not not everybody was was lucky enough to find a Captain Phasma or even a Kylo Ren. Had I had I not been on Amazon, you know, had I not used Amazon, I would be lacking um, some things that I was looking for. Now that that much is true. I w- I was lucky to find. Um, a Kylo Ren. Uh, I was lucky to find a Phasma. Um, I had people all over the country, you know, looking as well. And so, you know, based on the people and the friends that I have in different areas, I was able to accumulate and, and Amazon. But if it were, if this were, you know, six, seven years ago, um, before Amazon was the, you know, into everything the way it is now, um, I don't know that I would have walked away in in the circumstances being the same i don't know that i would have walked away with with everything i was looking for um and and so i guess as someone in in jake jake i see your point i i get you you know you you make a really valid point that there's no need for us personally to complain um 
but I guess my concern is, is what does this mean for a, for me personally going forward, as I said, with those subsequent waves, but B, what does this mean for people who, you know, said, well, I'm going to take my kids out today and we're going to go find some star Wars figures. Uh, and then it was like nothing. Um, true. No, that's true. That's true. But it's also pretty early. I mean, we, we could, we could have got the first shipment of 12 more shipments of the same wave. That's you know, true. It, it, it's going to be difficult to see whether when they restock in a month, because I asked the day after Toys R Us, I went and I said, hey, uh, no, on Sunday when they put out their ads, the Sunday after, day and a half after Force Friday, they put out, Toys R Us put up a bunch of stickers that said, buy one, get one 40% off. And I was like, really? You have 25 empty pegs there and you're offering a sale on them. And uh, in case you guys don't know, you can get that deal just with your receipt within two weeks. So they gave me back like 30 bucks um, just because I presented my receipt. Now, uh, it's going to be, you know, they said in their shipments they don't see anything in the warehouse. And they said when they don't see anything in the warehouse, that's about a month out. So I went to Target. Or Walmart, sorry, and I had someone look in the computer there, and they said they don't see their next order until October 3rd. So we really did gut everything on Force Friday, but the question is, what will that shipment in October be? Will it be more of the same? And if so, then, you know, I, everything's good in the world. I have to be honest. I was hoping Force Friday would be like 1999, where there were just so many figures you did not know what to do with. That, in you know, but I, I understand that's not that that's not actually a good model either. That was overkill. But I wanted to see it again because it was I thought it was amazing in '99. You know, I wanted to see Toys R Us have a big display in the front of the store again. You know. I don't know why they didn't do that, you know. I was actually amazed at that too, Chris. I was I was thinking that it was going to be a huge thing right when you walked in. I mean, they, they well, we had to do quite a bit of hiking to get to the uh, aisles. Right, right. And you know, they did that for every season of the Clone Wars. They had for like a week or two weeks. They had a big store display in the front of the store with all the Star Wars stuff and the Lego stuff, and everything was there. Yeah, they could no, still Chris, do that. They I'm, could still do that for November or December. That's what I think. I think they can only afford that seasonal area, you know, once in this upcoming season. I think they're probably going to lay their eggs later when it's closer to Black Friday or maybe even Christmas time. It's it's actually benefited them that they didn't put that big display up because it would just be a big empty display. <laughs> and, and they don't want the front of their store looking like that. That's a good point. Good point. Yeah. Um, I wanted to mention some of the exclusives that were announced. Um, Walmart has the exclusive three and three-quarter inch black series. Um, the first wave is uh, Chewbacca, Luke Jedi, and Darth Vader. They look like repainted figures that have already been out to me. I haven't seen them in person. Um, but their second wave, they're going to have some Force Awakens figures. I think Kylo Ren is one of them. And then some others that I think they've talked about for a while, like the Princess Leia from the um, uh, ceremonial ground. Now, I will say I've been completely wrong for the last six months. I've been saying they will not do any three, uh, super articulated three and three quarter inch Force Awakens figures. I've been saying that for a long time. I was wrong. I'm glad I'm wrong, but I definitely was wrong on that. So, Jason Wood, if you're out there listening, you were right. I was wrong. <laughs> <laughs> 
Because <laughs> he told me this months ago. I just didn't believe him. Now, did they say we're getting – Chris, remind me, are we getting 12 or 18 at Walmart? Do you remember hearing that number? Mm, I heard both numbers. Okay. Yeah, That's I heard both numbers. Confused. Um, Walgreens is going to have an exclusive six-inch Darth Vader with Emperor's Wrath Darth Vader. It uh, looks like he's got the uh, tran- uh, translucent head where you can see his uh, skull underneath his helmet. Like the Like the one that came out? With the power of the Jedi back in the day? Yes, yes. And that, they're doing a six-inch black series? Yes, like only at Walgreens. Oh, my gosh. Yep. When is that going to be coming I don't out? know. You know, if it's anything like last year, I think last year their exclusive came out around November. All right. I'm, it's a Walgreens every day for me. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. Remember, they hit. They hit right. Um, and they hit initially and then disappeared and then appeared everywhere. I've been going... Well, to Walgreens every day looking for figures because I'm kind of crazy. <laughs> so if I see one, Steve, I'll hit you up and let you know. Well, please do. Now, again, it's the advantage of living in a smaller area that the Walgreens that in the town where I work, I mean, I picked up a prototype Boba Fett, you know, you know, or whatever you call it, the concept Boba Fett, uh, weeks, months after they were, you know, quote unquote gone. Um, just because no one around here goes to Walmart, uh, Walgreens toy shop. And so when I realized that, and that's also where I picked up some of the, you know, the harder to find Hot Wheels. So that's kind of my secret locale in this little area in Georgia. Is Not anymore. <laughs> yeah. In Seattle, <laughs> Steve in Seattle. I can't see there's one around here who listens, so we're good. <laughs> Steve in Seattle, we got to fight each other for these things. Yeah, well, they don't know, they don't know what podcasts are in South Georgia. So. Um, Toys R Us is going to have an exclusive six-inch Snowtrooper Commander. He's the Snowtrooper with the orange pauldron. So that must have been the Blue Trooper, I guess. That uh, he doesn't look very blue. Yeah, he doesn't look very blue, but that, that's him. Yeah. But there's also rumors of Toys R Us having – I still haven't seen them resurface since Force Friday, but – Rumors of Toys R Us getting an exclusive line of vintage figures. Three and three-quarter inch. Yep. Yeah. I hope that rumor's true because I love vintage package figures. No, we all do. We all do. <laughs> Even Tom likes those. There's never been better packaging for figures. No, there never has been. Never will be. Um, Amazon.com has an exclusive Troop Builder four-pack for six-inch figures. Right? Is it six-inch? They've got some six and three quarter inch. Okay. Uh, yeah, you are correct. You are correct. So they, ha- you know, and they're filled with the six inch are a little. It's like one. It's like a uh, first order stormtrooper commander, uh, and then a, a Attack of the Clones clone, a, a, a OT stormtrooper, and a Revenge of the Sith stormtrooper. The the original trilogy stormtrooper in that. Lineup. Have you seen a picture of these? Yeah, he's got. He, he looks like he's been graffitied by Sabine. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I think I might pass on this set. This, this is not very appealing to me. Um, Kmart has an exclusive six-inch Kylo Ren figure. He uh, he looks like he's on a um, snow base. He's kind of got some frost frosting on his uh, foot and on his the bottom of his cloak. That, look, that looks great. And actually, um. The base is going to connect to another figure that's going to be revealed later. Oh, cool. Probably going to be Finn. <clears throat> I already think it's going to be Finn, so. But that figure went up for pre-order 
couple of days ago, and it sold out within a few hours. So hopefully it'll go back up for pre-order again. Did anybody here get it? Nope. No. I, yeah. didn't, I didn't know such a thing existed. Do you have Kmart near you, Steve? There's there is a Kmart that I in the town where I work. So they're they're all slowly going out of business in Seattle. There's very few left. <laughs> um, so actually, is this a black? Yeah, I guess this is a black series figure. Yes. Huh? Yep. Right. Yes. It comes with its base. Yeah, it's pretty big. It's a, the box looks twice the size of the normal black six inch. So it'll probably be a fifty dollar figure. Perhaps twenty five. Hey, not bad. And he comes with a he he not only comes with his lightsaber but it doesn't have the you know the six inch Kylo Ren his light his lightsaber has the uh, the the red I don't know the red saber matter kind of over the hilt where it it doesn't mm. look like quite like it does in the movie from this from right. what we've seen um, this one that does it doesn't have that so it looks a little more accurate and he also comes with just the hilt right right yeah that is cool. Um, and then Toys R Us supposedly is going to have an exclusive uh, three and three quarter inch uh, Tie Fighter in desert cam desert desert paint. I don't even know what that means, but deco deco probably, yeah. and a another uh, like we said earlier on the show uh, another X wing that's three and three quarter scaled. Looks like the same X wing basically. It's just blue and it comes with Poe Dameron in his uh, resistance. Jacket. It looks like the looks like the armor up uh, Poe Dameron. Okay. Any other exclusives I didn't mention? There's probably a ton. We just don't even know. Did you mention Entertainment Earth stuff? No. Oh yeah, the two sets from there, right? Chris, two. Yeah, yeah there's two a, different sets. There's a three and three quarter trooper set led by Phasma, and uh, it's got what is it got? Uh, six overall, I think, figures in there. I'm not looking well, at it right now. That's the same thing they're doing on Amazon. No, that's the Amazon exclusive. Oh, that's the Amazon. What's the? Oh, it's the. Oh, jeez. No, there's there's a six inch, the Black Series four pack. It has a black astromech droid in it. Oh yeah, uh, forgot about a that. A red stormtrooper. But yeah. that's what, what's the three and three quarter one? Um, it's an ATRT repaint, I think. Oh, that's right. That's right. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. That's right. It's a desert version. Okay. Right. I'm seeing that now. I think I'm going to stay away from these exclusives. They all look too similar to just the uh, standard versions, and I'm really trying to focus more on three and three quarter inch. So I probably won't be getting all these. I don't know. I'm I'm very intrigued <laughs> by the uh, by the Black Series exclusive at Entertainment Earth. The thing with the Entertainment Earth exclusives is always that um, it takes a while for them to sell out. But once they're gone, I mean, the se- usually the the, mar- the secondary market is 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 way up there. Mm-hmm. So I mean, if you have any interest, I would I would recommend picking those up, especially the six inch ones. Um, also, oh. I want to mention our 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 friend um, Aaron, who lives here in, in the Seattle area. He has a uh, he has his own web store called theincrediblebox.com. He stocks a lot of this a lot of the Force Awakens toys. And if you go to the IncredibleToyBox.com and use the code GoToys, G-O-T-O-Y-S, you can get 10% off. He's a good friend of ours, and we thought we'd give him a shout-out. He said he's going to have the Entertainment Earth exclusive set as well. I don't know how that's going to oh, work. Oh, really? That's what he said. Don't, uh, hold, don't, hold, me, don't hold me to that, but he did say that. No, that's totally understandable, because I believe that Diamond does distributing for Entertainment Earth product. and so Yeah, and it looks like, uh, yeah, he totally has... His prices are 
the on some of those figures are below normal retailing that you find online. So yeah, so, so it's, it's worth it. It's definitely worth checking out. Um, if you can't find all this stuff, you can pre-order it from him. That's theincredibletoybox.com. Anyways, um, I know Jake, you wanted it's getting late, but you wanted to mention tops. Oh man, I am just loving tops right now. It sounds like I think Jason, I know you're in on tops. The new line, the journey to the Force Awakens. Addicted. Oh man, just absolutely love it. The local Bartels, that's like, like literally a minute and a half from my house, got it recently, and they put a whole end cap. They filled a whole end cap with Funko Pop and a Journey to the Force Awakens uh, tops cards, and I just can't stop buying it. I, did, I thought I was just going to get a couple packs, but I keep going back for more. I've probably bought a case and a half by now. These, um, these are the that? best. These are the best trading cards I've seen since 1983. Uh, I really liked the um, uh, what, what's the one where they get all the different artists? I'm blanking on it right uh, now. Uh, Galaxy, Galaxy. Galaxy. Yeah, yeah, like I like. I really like the first couple of the ways. These of are Galaxy these are much. These are better. But these are a lot of fun. They're 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 they've got so many little subsets that make it exciting. I'm not a big fan of the parallels. You know, like you can collect them all in blue and all in black and all in gray. That, that That's not me, but I do like the small subsets, like nine stickers of Force Awakened characters or, you know, behind-the-scenes cards. I really like that they incorporate a lot in that. And uh, the one thing that I just found out about today, and I've been trying to figure out how dedicated I'm going to be to this line, is that each major box retailer has its own packs with its own type of inserts in them. So they all have the base card sets, but now you have um, – let me take a look here at my note here. Um, Target has its own set or own inserts, I should say. Uh, Target's going to have Choose Your Destiny, and there's nine sets there. And it looks like the um, silver-bordered uh, Empire cards. And Walgreens is going to have the classic captions where they kind of have a red border, uh, a New Hope card. Walmart's going to have a family legacy set of inserts. Um, Toys R Us is going to have weapons and tech blueprints. So this line, it's not just crazy. Oh, I know. It's just yeah. they're, they're, these it's, cards are so much fun. They're so fun to look at. Even if you, I don't plan on getting them all, but I just love looking at them. And they they have a nice feel because they got that vintage baseball card texture. They're a little fatter, they're a little more cardboardy than the you know no, normal cards today have that like sheen on them. They're real slick and glossy, and these cards just feel like real baseball cards in a sense. So, Steve, do you, do, do you collect uh, trading cards at all? I haven't in 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 a long time. I do the Topps Trader app, which can be frustrating. But Ooh, what's your user? Uh, Steve G one two five. Say it again. Steve G one two five. All right, friend. Of you. Um, I get I get very discouraged. I I stopped collecting cards when all the inserts became the rage, because I like to to just collect a complete set. You know, I'm like I need it, need it, need it, got it, got it, got it. you know that kind of guy. And I would sit down and put them in order and everything. And when and when the inserts became this big thing, I'm like, I, it frustrates me because it's like I don't want them because of the value that they carry. I want them because they're a part of the collection, and you just can't get them. <laughs> and I have a hard time accepting that I cannot collect them all. Yeah, that is so. the thing. I don't. I think it would be impossible to collect all of these. 
Right. But I'm just trying the basic blue set. That's what that's what I, you know. It's the it's the most basic card in the sets. I just want to get them all. I think there's 110, and mm-hmm. that's what I'm going for. So I and I'm really happy. These really bring back for me the feel of the vintage Star Wars cards, and the stickers look like vintage Star Wars stickers. Tom, I know you love Topps trading cards. I know you wouldn't buy these, but you gotta admit they look cool. Ah, uh, they do. They look very reminiscent of the uh, older ones, which is fun. I know you but I'm not doing that damn online app. I'm telling you this right now. <laughs> I'm saying this with peace and love. <laughs> oh, all right. Um, anything else uh, anybody wanted to uh, bring up before we start wrapping it up? Oh, jeez. We. I mean, I feel like we've only scratched. I know. The There'll be more shows. Force Awakens because we didn't talk about micro machines. We didn't talk about role play. We didn't talk about you know what what you know. There's. Well, yeah. we'll have to wait until New York Comic Con, and I'm pretty sure that they'll, I mean, Hasbro always has a uh, presence there, and they're going to have a Q&A again this year, so I guess uh, we'll see what the remainder of the year looks like uh, come October 8th, October 9th, something like that. Mm-hmm. So. You good, Tom? <laughs> what? <laughs> so Tom's much. already drank his milk of magnesia. <laughs> He's halfway out. Steve, is there anything important about this uh, this this last couple weeks that you think we need to mention before we wrap it up? I mean, I, I feel like Jake had a great take on everything. You know, just kind of breathe a little bit and and don't freak out. That I'm sure, surely the product will be available. I just have to you know, have to believe on the Hasbro and the thing. Surely it will be. Um, you know, it. This particular event did for me what I think it was supposed to do for everyone, and that's just got me more excited for the movie. Um, I, I am overly excited for The Force Awakens, even though I told you guys, you know, I, I, the, the thought hit me, what if it's bad? But I, I have a hard time believing that it will be. I'm, I'm, I'm almost an idiot when it comes to my faith in this franchise and what, you know, what's going to be happening. So, I, you know, every, every time something new leaks or comes out, I mean, like just the excitement over the, the build of the TIE Fighter or something. So I'm, you know, I'm excited about it. I'm very happy with the figures. I'm very happy with the with the three and three quarter inch line. As long as it's out there, you know, and, and, and Hasbro doesn't run into some of the distribution problems they've run into in the past, uh, I'll keep collecting them because I, I dig them. So, but nothing important. And that's the thing about the Force Friday. I mean, even though the stores were... You know, not as well stocked as we all had hoped, but it was actually a lot of fun to to go out and actually go on a toy run again. You know, I mean, when was right. the last time that we all went on like a big toy run? You know, not just a toy run. I've had a two weeks long toy run. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've been toy hunting every single day since Force Friday. Mm-hmm. Which that I you know last summer I probably gave up completely on toy hunting. So. Oh, well, last summer you would find everything on Amazon before mm-hmm. it even clumped close to being in a brick and mortar. Yeah. All right. Well, I think that will wrap up the show for tonight. I want to thank my co-hosts from IGrewUpStarWars.com, the OT curmudgeon Tom. What? <laughs> Good night, everybody. <laughs> from JediBusiness.com, Chris B. Thanks for having me on. Um, talk to you guys soon. From from forlamdzakis.com, Jake. Hey Jake, always a pl- mention yeah. mention your contest, right? Oh yeah. Uh, so I like I said, I had great luck because I've been out 
hunting. I've had a lot of local collectors help me out finding stuff. So I have just about everything I want that's out right now. So I uh, decided that once I stumbled upon those two packs and I had some good luck with that, I picked up a couple extra and I'm giving them away. So uh, currently right now on uh, from forlomdezuckus.com because this will be posting before the contest is over. We're giving away an Ahsoka and Darth Vader uh, two-pack. So the rules are online. You have to, you know, you can choose whatever form of media you want, whether it's Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, or just send an email. There's all sorts of ways to enter. But, yeah, Sunday we'll uh, cut the uh, cutoff for that, and then I'll announce a winner on Monday. So free, free comic. The cut, I mean, free uh, two-pack. All right. Yep. Yep. And I want to thank our guest tonight, Steve Glosson from Geek Out Loud. Oh, guys, thanks for having me. And I don't have any contest running right now. <laughs> um, and tell everyone, uh, if they don't already know, how they can uh, get in touch with you, listen to your podcast, all kinds of stuff. I know oh, that. man, just, you know what, on Twitter, it's at Goliverse, G-O-L-I-V-E-R-S-E, like universe, only with gold, G-O-L in front of it. Uh, Geekoutpodcast.com is where all the different RSS feeds and the different uh, podcasts are. We'd appreciate anyone who's not familiar with the stuff about checking out Geek Out Loud or any of the shows we do from our Disney stuff to our music stuff, uh, right to the what we consider and hope is comedy stuff. But geekoutpodcast.com is the easiest place to go find everything. All right. Well, thank you. And listen, let's not wait another two years before we have you back on the show. Not at all. <laughs> Anytime. I always feel like when I guest on these things, I get so excited to talk about this stuff that I take over. So I apologize, guys. No, I no, no problem. I mean, Tom didn't get a word in Edgewine. Yeah, Tom. <laughs> I had so much to say too. I just feel bad. That's all right. You're you're a guest. We, that's that's all right. We forced Tom on this show. It's kind of our fun, funny way of of uh, picking on him. <laughs> if I don't get that from you guys any other way. Anyways, uh, we'll do a vintage show again for Tom. We will. Please. We'll do another vintage show for Tom. Oh, please, please. We our next vintage show oh, is in the can. That's true. But also, uh, oh, geez, we're still sitting on that one. Yeah, with Mike McDonald. Yeah, we are. you guys can also find us at uh, most of us at least at Rose City Comic Con this week, uh, this weekend, Saturday. I think uh, all of us are heading down except Jason. Jason's staying home to play with his toys. But uh, Ryan, Chris, Tom, and I plus a bunch of other Seattle collectors are heading down for the show. So we're going to go check out Carrie Fisher and uh, who else is there? I think that's it, right? Ray Park. Ray Park. Ray Park. Yeah. Will you ask Carrie Fisher if she's going to be in Episode 8? Or is that too yes. much of a spoiler thing? Well, dude, how is it? They're filming Episode 8 already. Have you seen the news today? Well, if, she's, can't at, if she's in Rose City, she's not filming it. <laughs> Yeah, no, she's not on that. But I can't believe we're we're in post production on seven. We're filming mid production on Rogue One, and we've just begun production on Episode Eight, and we don't know crap officially about any of these. It's the best time ever to be a Star crazy. Wars. This is the best time ever is, to be a Star Wars crazy. fan. Yeah, best time ever to be a Star Wars fan right now. <laughs> and breaking news that that I saw. I mean, I think it broke no earlier spoilers. today. No spoilers. No, rumors are episode seven <laughs> tickets on sale Friday. Oh God, this Friday—that's a lot of pressure. I just, yeah, I sent that link to you guys in the S Skype chat. Steve, do you already know where you're going to see episode seven? I'm torn. Uh, I'm, I'm feeling, I'm thinking the Alamo Draft House. I'm seeing October nineteenth. Um, what? in in yeah. this article. Oh, is it October 19th? October 19th, yeah. That scared me. I uh, saw it, and I glanced thanks. at it, and I thought it said September 19th. Thanks for doing some fact-checking, because I was going to panic Ooh. a little bit. Thank you. Oh, no, that made me happy, too. I just glanced at it before I said it. Good. I, October. I 
Uh, I've got some friends. We're talking possibly Alamo Draft House um, and uh, doing a road trip out to to uh, to Texas to do that with some with some friends, but cool. uh, not sure. We'll see. All we'll right. see what happens. All right. Okay, and that's the show for tonight for for Galaxy of Toys podcast. This is Jason saying good night, but not goodbye. Just one more round, friend. Then homeward bound, friend. Don't forget me in your dreams. Just one more song, friend. And then so long, friend. The nights get shorter, it seems. Just one more rhyme, friend. Yes, it's a crime, friend. But you know time, friend. Time can fly. So it's good night, friend. Good night, but not goodbye.